You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of the Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Maurice Gilfer. Susie Hunt. And we are continuing our month of Christmas horror round four with episode 203, Ugly Sweater Party from 2018. Uh, it's an hour and 21 minute, minutes directed by Aaron Mento, who did Standards of Living, Choose to Kill, and 16 Bits. Um, this is one of those movies where I feel the votes have failed us, but we'll get into that in a minute. I am going to, uh, before we go, or well, as we go around the table, I'm going to throw this to Maurice first, because one reason. Um, you picked Bloody Bloody Bible Camp for us, so I'm very curious to hear <laughs> what you oh think of this movie. We're all on the same wavelength. <laughs> so, Reese, what are your thoughts on this? Well, <clears throat> remember I said I thought I saw it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did watch it, and yes, it's it's probably worse than the first time I watched it. <laughs> but in comparison to Bloody Bloody Bible Camp, how do you feel? Oh, Bloody Bloody Bible Camp is better. I hate to admit it, but you're 100% right. <laughs> oh. this, this is just... What's worse than trash? <laughs> Diseased trash? Diseased roadkill? Maybe. Something. Oh. Some, this is garbage. Oh, my Lord. It was so bad. Like, don't get me wrong. There was at least several moments where I laughed, like, uncontrollably. Um, but not at the stupid stuff they were trying to make you laugh at. All the stuff I was laughing at were, like, dumb expressions that actors had on their face or, like, weird edits that just didn't look right. There was a lot of stuff like that. The stuff they were trying to make us laugh at, I kept groaning. Or, or that terrible music. Oh my god. I had that fucking jingle stuck in my head all day yesterday. And I was like, I, I hate it. I'm so angry that it's stuck in my head. Did you know Mariah Carey okay. did a redid that song? Oh, did she? Yeah. It's gonna be on her new Christmas album this year. Ah. Oh ho ho I saw safari. <laughs> Jesus Christ, no. I had to... I'll, we'll get to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well, Maurice, since you're a music guy, uh, I gotta ask, what did you think of that music? The music sucked. I just told you it sucked. It's terrible. Everything about this <laughs> oh, movie sucks. What, what about Sprinkler Heads? Come on. Yeah. They had an album coming soon. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, real soon. Was that really their uh, names? Sprinkler Heads, yeah. <laughs> uh, my biggest complaint is this should not have been on the Christmas list because it has nothing to do with Christmas. Well, now it does take place on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, even I don't though it's at a, a camp. <laughs> I, this movie doesn't need to be ever seen by anyone. <laughs> you know, I thought I, I, I was like, Maurice is going to hate this. You're not disappointing me. <laughs> no, the, there was nothing good about it. The acting was terrible. The music sucked. The story sucked. Like, which one? I, all of it. 
I kept on stop. I kept on pausing to see how much time is left every five minutes. And it was and only was, an hour and 21 minutes. I know it. I think at last I, I checked, it was like a minute or sorry, hour, hour and 13 minutes. I'm yep. like, there's still eight fucking minutes left in this thing. Dude, I have a note in, in later in the, in the movie where I'm like, how are there 12 more minutes? How are there eight more minutes? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- thanks listeners. Cause for making me watch this again, <laughs> you really uh, know how to make a guy feel. <laughs> Well, Susie, we'll toss it over to you. What are your thoughts on this gem of a movie? Well, thank you for asking, Mike. I'm glad. I'm glad to give my my input. So, I had never even heard of this movie until it was chosen. And the only things that I could find, because I always look where it's streaming using the what's what what or the what some watching app what's watch or something just just watch just watch thank you because <laughs> yeah, i was like what about watching <laughs> um and i was like okay dollar 99 looked it up on imdb i'm like okay not even angela and roach could save this movie <laughs> <laughs> horny mrs are you ready for me cliff oh my like, god like opening oh that like what's what plot line Shane was still off today, and I, because it was so short, um, Mm. I watched it after work today. And he came upstairs at the part where, who is the groundskeeper's name? Eddie? Ernie. 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 He's like, so wait, there's, there's more than, what's going on? I was like, I, I don't know. There's like four different storylines. I was waiting for it to turn into like a softcore gay skinamax movie um i mean it kind of did at parts it 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 did it did um any movie that starts with shaving pubes <laughs> why why was there cereal in the bathroom why why did he put his pubes in there i don't understand and then why did he yell again when he stepped in the cereal that he put on the floor in the paper bowl and <laughs> I don't, uh, ugh. the, the, it was just very bizarre. The music, the, what were they called? Sprinkler heads? Sprinkler heads were the metal band. The one who did the theme song was called Mo Blunts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Mo Blunts needs to stop smoking Mo Blunts. <laughs> but split, Sprinkler head, um, I thought you called him that because of the scene where like the blood's coming out of the sprinklers in their head, but I didn't yeah. catch the name of the band. I um, I didn't understand that scene until I read the name of the band at the very end when they the end of the credits I was like oh okay so it was an in joke because I have in my notes why the fuck do sprinklers come out of their head what happened okay well thank you for that thank you for that because I did not I did not stick around for that part of I didn't really stick around for the credits um, it there were just there was so much going on and I of course the goth girl is psychic and sensitive. <laughs> She's a witch. (laughs) She just read the fucking script. She hates psychic. (laughs) I don't know. This five minutes into it, I was like, this should really just be bloody, bloody Bible camp part two. Yes. I I feel like that's what they were trying to make. And it. (sighs) Maurice is right. It was. Bloody, bloody Bible camp. That's a much better movie. And that's really not saying a lot. Mike, I will go as far and you, you and Maurice will appreciate this. 
I like It Follows more than <laughs> I like this movie. So you know that's... Well, I'm I'm going to follow that statement and say I actually would rather watch Bloody Bloody Bible Camp ten more times than watch <laughs> this one more time. Mm-hmm. Amen. So yeah, I, never, I, I, I never want to watch this movie again, ever. No, no. Like this, the only way I would watch this again is if we had a huge group of people watching this movie with some adult beverages and doing a Mystery Science Theater 3000 version. I would watch it for that because that would be funny. But other than that, I never want to see this movie again. It, I fucking hated it. Like, don't get me wrong. I laughed. Like I said, I laughed a lot, but for all the wrong reasons. Um, <laughs> the music irritated the shit out of me, and they kept playing it over and over and over again. And even when there was no need for it to be playing, it was playing softly in the background. <laughs> it's like, why mm-hmm. is it still there? The sound mixing was so fucking bad. I thought it was my iPad at first. I'm like, why is this so fucking quiet? Then I watched it on my computer, and I'm like, it's just as bad. So I checked it on my TV, and I'm like, it's still just as bad. It's just this horrible mixing. May I interject for one moment, please? Sure, go for it. You know a movie's bad when it doesn't even have a subtitle option. Yes. That is true. Because that, that opening is. scene, I'm sorry, the pube, the pube scene is after the opening part. But I'm There's like, I can't, I can't. What did you watch it on? I watched it on Prime. I did too. And when I pushed up and went to subtitles, it wasn't an option. Prime has this thing now. It before the movie starts, it says, "Do you want to watch with subtitles?" Uh, Let me decide 10 minutes into the movie if I want fucking subtitles. (laughs) (laughs) See, I didn't have subtitles on for this either. So, yeah, I I wasn't. I also wasn't paying that close of attention. I had to keep rewinding during the opening like song because I could not understand. I was like, no, they're not saying eyesore safari. And then after (laughs) I was like, redneck safari. The lyrics, the subtitles with the lyrics were I don't know if it was done on purpose, but they were singing it would show the lyrics and then it would say mumble, mumble, then the lyrics, and then like <laughs> inaudible that. dialogue. That's fantastic. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't know that. I love it. Maurice, oh, yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that you watched it with subtitles. Oh, my, I'm sorry. Great. I just wanted to, I wanted to interject with that. No, that no. I mean, thing. there's, the the only things that I can say that are good about this, like I, like I said, the, the inadvertent comedy that came out of the, the piss poor filmmaking. And I do have to admit, I laughed when we finally get the reveal of the big villain. He's like, I'm sweater face. I was like, oh, my God, sweater face. And he's like, got like multiple dick tentacles. They look like Bajas rolled up as tentacles. They're like burlap tentacles. <laughs> oh. It's so bad. Oh, Declan. Um, and, it, and like, you know, okay, I knew that we were in for a shit show when right off the bat, one of the biggest names in the movie is killed. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> like, we're going to rely on the rest of these chumps. And I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. He popped up throughout the film, but... Yeah, Sean Whalen uh, did not have a lot to do in this movie. I did like Felissa Rose's glasses. 
I okay. I love Felissa Rose in just about everything. Like she she knows the assignment. She understands she's in a shitty movie, and she's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna ham it up." And she did not disappoint. She hammed it up wonderfully. Um, you know, she did exactly what was required of that character. And uh, I mean, she she is just a lovely person through and through. Was this a good role? Was this a good movie? Fuck no, absolutely not. But I mean. She pretty much will be in whatever. She's a working actress. She's like, you want me to star in this shitty movie? Sure, why not pay me? You know. She's going to be signing, like, Blu-ray copies of this movie for years and years to come, if she hasn't already been. I don't think think there's Blu-ray copies of this movie. (laughs) All right, VHS. There may be bootleg versions of this. It's it's a bunch of uh, DVD R's that are just you know in little jewel cases. Um, <laughs> how, how did this get a five point three on IMDb? Everybody that was in the movie rated it, and and that was, uh, it. And that was the only people that saw it. So, oh, okay. well, did you see it got like three point two five stars out of four on Prime? <laughs> yeah, I still think it was the people in the movie they had yeah. something to do with that. Because, I mean, let's let's be serious here. I know there is an audience. Oh, May, I'm talking to you. I know there is an audience for this type of schlock. Um, and it has its place. You know, as much as I shat all over Bloody Bloody Bible Camp, I will not deny that was a very fun episode. And talking to you guys about it, I had a blast. Watching the movie was painful. Um, but I do know there are people out there that thought it was great, you know, and there's a reason that Blood Fart Lake has sequels. You know, there are an audience for this type of film. I'm just not one of them. <laughs> like, it's not my cup of tea. Um, I can find, as you guys know, I can find enjoyment in most films, even if it's just laughing at how bad it is. And that's really all I can give this one. But uh I wrote down, there, there's a big cast. I only wrote down some of the main players. But uh, right off the bat, we have Mrs. Mandix, played by Felissa Rose. Um, I don't feel like we need to go through her pedigree of horror films, but, you know, Sleepaway Camp, Victor Crowley, Tales of Halloween, Terrifier 2, she's all over the place. Um, we have Declan Rains, played by Sean Whalen, who we would know from The People Under the Stairs, uh, Revenge of the Nerds 3, The Next Generation, Tammy and the T-Rex, Twister, Men in Black, then he was in a bunch of stuff like Halloween 2, Laid to Rest, Hatchet 3, Death House, 3 from Hell. Like, he was in a ton of, uh, like, later 2000s horrors. And if, if you guys have not seen the TV show Superstore, he plays a really yes. creepy dude. <laughs> Have you, have, you, have you seen what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've seen several episodes. It's not on my regular watch, but I know what you're talking about. Did you see where he ends up? No. Okay, then I won't ruin it for you. But okay. let's just say it is a reference to People Under the Stairs, which is fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> now I have I, to watch it. I absolutely loved that show. I thought it was hilarious. Caleb was the one that got me watching it. Um but then we have Hannah, played by Laura Jean Mumrit Sullivan. She was in Anomaly, 60 Seconds to Die 1 and 2. There's actually three movies called 60 Seconds to Die. So maybe uh, it's three minutes to die? Pretty much. <laughs> um, Dating in the Zombie Apocalypse, Alien Vampire Busters, and How to Kill Your Roommate and Get Away With It. The names of some of these movies are fantastic, but I don't want, <laughs> want to watch any of them. Um, you know what just dawned on me? What's that? You mentioned Omey. Mm-hmm. I bet he made, or he put, account creepy head curse on our listeners. He voted for it. Zoe voted for it. 
<laughs> Teresa voted for it. I mean, surprised. He, he padded the ballots. This election was a sham. <laughs> Surprisingly, quite a few of our listeners voted for it. Right, because he put some kind of Count Creepy Head. He had Hibbard do a Count Creepy Head spell. And Josh was ah. like, bleh, you would have voted for this. Bleh. <laughs> that was a very bad impersonation of <laughs> Count Creepy Head. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's got to be something because this was, oh, gee, I don't think, I think the people who voted for it voted on name alone, honestly. Probably. Um, because and maybe they just like the movies that we all really don't like because they really are fun episodes. I mean, to be fair, I watched the trailer and went, okay, that looks like bloody, bloody Bible camp. So maybe it'll be funny. And then I put it on there and that, that was it. That, that was my uh, connection to the film was watching the trailer. But, uh, whew. but then we have uh, Susan played by Tiffany Fest. Uh, she was in Circus of the Dead, Krampus, The Devil Returns, Garden Party Massacre, Clown Fear, and The Sunday Night Slaughter. Uh, then we have Samantha, played by Emily Dom. She was in Nightcrawler, Ray Donovan, Death House, and What is Art? Art is not this movie. Um, then we have Cliff, played by Charles Chibdala. Uh He was in Anomaly, Death House, The Gallows Act 2. So right there, I already hate the guy. Because The Gallows is one of my fucking most hated movies. And I'm like, the fact that they made a sequel and you were in it, fuck you. <laughs> so, okay, I'm not thinking of the right movie then. I thought there was one that you hated the original, but like, oh, it was Ouija, right? Oh, was you're thinking Ouija is a movie that I did not like as a kid, yes. Um, or no, Witchboard. You're thinking of Witchboard. Okay. Um, but no, no, no. The, the, this, the Gallows is that horrible fucking found footage yeah yeah oh god i hated it so much um but he's in some movies i just wrote down the names of these because i couldn't stop giggling at some of the names um he's in doll killer three poltergaze uh the zombie uh, zombie apocalypse therapy sessions bang bang betty and bang bang betty 2 valerie's revenge (laughs) i was like none of these sound watchable uh, then we have Detec- Detective Brolin, played by Brad Potts. He was in Zombies vs. Strippers, Puppet Master X, Axis Rising, Circus of the Dead, Crazed, Blood Tales, and Butt Boy. Um, mm-hmm. Which, I actually did watch the trailer for that, because I'm like, that's got to be porn. <laughs> and of course it's not. It's a weird horror movie about a killer who eats people with his ass. So, yeah, mm. maybe maybe that'll wind up on here one day. Mm. Um <laughs> But uh, I already me... have a meeting that week. <laughs> well, we'll have to get Omay to sit in for you. <laughs> um, but then we have Jody, played by Hunter Johnson. He was in Deadly Reunion, To Die For, Virus of the Dead, and 60 Seconds to Die Part 3. Uh, then we have Ernie, played by Jody Barton. He was in Sadistic Eroticism, Theater of the Deranged 2, Blood Lake, Attack of the Killer Lampreys, Veronica and Beyond the Law. Wait, wasn't Veronica that horrible Glenn Danzig movie? I have no idea. Maybe. Sam would probably know. I think I it couldn't. Is. Yeah, I think I I couldn't. I, I got 10 minutes in. I couldn't watch it. I think that because I feel like he wrote a comic book called Veronica. So, yeah, probably. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I yeah. <laughs> Sam, Sam, let me know. That's not something I'm going to look into. Um, 
But so for anyone who's wondering what the fuck we're talking about, the basic plot is an ugly sweater party turns into a bloodbath when an evil Christmas sweater possesses one of the partygoers and forces him to kill. This, oh God, right off the bat, right off the fucking bat. The first five minutes of the movie, this, this is one of those films where I felt like I had to write fucking everything down because there is no plot. And because of that, there is just crazy dialogue happening every second. Um, so I will give them that. That is one thing I will actually give them is they knew they didn't have a fucking plot. So they at least filled the, the runtime with constant ridiculous dialogue. Um, wasn't my cup of tea, but Hey, they were trying. Um, we open with a hooded man tied to a chair in a, in a room with a Nazi flag. Cause yeah, sure. Why not? And then it says a secret police black site. And then we see a prisoner in an ugly Christmas sweater awaits judgment on Christmas Eve. And, and this pentagram. is, yes. And this is where the crappy pop music begins playing the uh, ugly sweater party song. Jesus Christ. that plays through the rest of the fucking movie um, with two low talking cops ready to torture the guy. We find out the guy in the sweater killed several or killed four families on Christmas Eve by chopping them up. And then he makes sure just to add for, you know, a little flavor. Two of them had little babies because, <laughs> you know, why not? Well, later we see like the chainsaw, <laughs> the chainsaw with the, the baby. <laughs> oh, my God. OK, that part I did laugh at. <laughs> I laughed at, too, because the kid looked happy. <laughs> he got a chainsaw to the face. <laughs> just what he always wanted. <laughs> What do you want for Christmas, little Timmy? I want a chainsaw to the face. <laughs> Christmas wish granted. <laughs> but the younger cop seems a bit nervous about what they're about to do and asks the older cop about the perp's Miranda rights, to which we find out the older cop is Detective Brolin. He'll pop up throughout the rest of the movie. Um, <laughs> for why, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> literally for one line of dialogue. And it's like, that was dumb. But he goes... He's like, what about the, the perp's Miranda rights? And Brolin goes, let me tell you something, son. Miranda has the right to suck my veined and swollen mud bomber. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Your veined and swollen mud bomber? Well, maybe he only likes it through, maybe he only likes to give in the back door. Uh, that's, I, I'm assuming from that statement, sure. But who the fuck has ever called it that? He did. Right, I think he coined the phrase. Yes, it's trademarked now. <laughs> oh, Lord. So the young cop attempts to protest again, and the older cop says, I don't give a fuck. This isn't the Academy, son. This is where True Blue deals with brown shit in a gray world. Now you dig that fucking yeast out of your twat and watch. <laughs> this is less than five minutes into the movie. I mm -hmm. was like, I, 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 what, what am I watching? <laughs> what am I watching and why? So the cop unmasks the guy and we see that it's Roach from people under the stairs. His name is Declan and he seems completely unfazed by his situation. Uh, the pentagram on his sweater begins to glow and he tells the cops that basically he's going to kill everyone for his master, Satan, and insults <laughs> Jesus, to which Brolin screams, Jesus Christ is fucking God, you filthy fucking bowel movement, and then proceeds to twist Declan's dick. Yep. So I have a note here. I'm like, all right, so clearly we're firmly in bloody, bloody Bible camp territory. Well, fuck me. <laughs> also, the pentagram, is he like satanic St Tony Stark? 
<laughs> like, is he <laughs> Satanic <laughs> Iron Man? Like, seriously. Oh, my God. It totally looked like the arc reactor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was watching. I'm like, oh, shit. Tony? This is what would I, this is what happened to Tony in, in one of the alternate dimensions. So when yes. we talk about the multiverse of madness, this is one of the multiverses. But <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now you're never so, gonna think of Iron Man the same again. I'm not. I'm never yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna picture, you know, Roach wearing an Iron Man killer sweater. Um <laughs> with bows. Well, speaking of bows, uh, Brolin decides to wrap Declan's head in wrapping paper to make it look like a present. And then he goes to the rookie. Hey, I wonder what's inside and proceeds to bash his fucking head in with a baseball bat. And then he goes, oh, boy, just what I wanted, a fucking bag of excrement. I'm like, what? And then some. But then, like, the poop dick Baja comes out of. Well, right, and at that point, I didn't know what the fuck that was, because because something starts screaming, no, you're not finished yet, finish it, finish it, and it looks like a demon worm crawls up out of Declan's head, the young cop freaks out and starts shooting at it. Now, we'll find out later, it was no worm, it was like a rolled up sweater tentacle, <laughs> <laughs> which at this point in the movie doesn't make sense. Not that it makes sense later, but it makes more sense later. <laughs> because it turns into two girls, one cup? No, no, because, no, because we actually see like it coming out of the sweater, like Doc yeah. Ock, you know, whereas this come out of his, it came out of his neck stump. So it's like, what the fuck was that? But you did get my two girls, one cup reference. Oh, I surely did. Cause then and, and that's not the only time that we see something that looks like two girls, one cup. Exactly. Um, the other time it actually turns out to kind of be that. Um, but you know, the, the <sighs> cop freaks and starts shooting at it. And I, I love the old cop's reaction because he just smiles and goes, huh, nice shooting, kid. Like seeing a demon thing pop out of a dead man's head is totally normal. And then they look over at the wall and it says, Merry fucking Christmas <laughs> in blood, you know, and the cop freaks out and says, what the hell does that mean, sir? To which the older cop replies, only our <laughs> heavenly father knows and I ain't gonna fucking ask him. Declan's blood sucks up into the sweater and we get the title card. All of this is only six minutes in. We're mm -hmm. fucked. <laughs> but then the very next shot, it's a close-up on a guy shaving his pubes. Ten years later. Remember, ten years later. Yes, ten years and, later. And he's singing, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a dick that wasn't hairy. So now <laughs> I have a question here. If his true love gave him some dick, <laughs> is, I, I take it he's receiving? Like, because wouldn't he be giving his true love the, the hairless dick? Are you asking me to peg you? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I think he may go both ways. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just looking for a willing participant. Um, but he gets his uh, his shaver stuck on his nuts and hurts himself. Oh, also, this is where he's putting the pubes in a bowl of Rice Krispies in a paper bowl that's on the floor. In the and they've bathroom. been in there. They've been in there because they're soggy Rice Krispies. Yes. It's like, you, oh. You act like that's strange. <laughs> Maurice is like, hey, I got a little time to get ready for work in the morning. Damn it. I got to multitask. <laughs> I'm eating my Rice Krispies on the shitter. Oh, um, <laughs> Cocoa Krispies? They looked like Cocoa no. That's that, that's after. No. <laughs> so he calls out to his buddy Cliff to ask if he can use his razor instead. Like, hey, my razor's stuck on my ball hair. Can I have yours? 
Fuck no. But we smash cut to Cliff, who's in a room where a woman is chained to a bed, surrounded by festive lights, and he begins doing a strip tease where he has a candy cane in his pants. And I wrote, what the fuck am I watching and why? Like, what's become of my life that I'm watching this? Few things make me really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Rape scenes, when children get killed, Mm -hmm. and strip teases. Oh God, yeah. Strip teases are Strip- always awkward. They just make me feel like I like I'll I'll watch gore all day long, but you throw mm. a strip tease in there and I'm like, I feel really dirty watching this. <laughs> I need an adult. I need an adult. I feel bad for these people. <laughs> well, I feel bad for what happens here because he throws his clothes at her and hits her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then she flips out all excited. And then he jumps up and starts thrusting his boner in her face. And then we smash cut to him dancing in the bathroom alone with his eyes closed, imagining this whole scenario. Oh, you wouldn't text me? I'm not going to give it to you. Ugh. <laughs> and then Jody interrupts him to get his his uh, his razor for shaving his balls. He goes, will you dream dancing again? <laughs> and then this conversation about the the twins. And he's like... He's like, you know, oh, I can't wait to fuck Susan. He's like, dude, my girl is Susan. Your girl is Samantha. He goes, that's the problem with twins, right? And he goes, they're fraternal twins. They look nothing alike. He goes, whatever, as long as one of them doesn't have a dick. Am I right? It's like, what? What is happening? But we cut to the two of them heading off to the party. On the way, they pass the ghost of Declan. I have a question. Go for it. He start okay, so then it gets even creepier because he goes, man, what did I tell you about opening the partition? So there's like a partition between, yeah. In their bathroom, yeah. So he lets him use his razor and he does it. And then what is, it falls in something. I forgot what he called it. It it fell in the 10-year toilet. Does that mean they haven't cleaned their toilet in 10 years? Because that's just nasty. I mean, knowing these two fuckers, they have cereal in the bathroom, so probably. Right. Um, but yeah, it was the 10-year toilet, whatever that was. Okay. All right. But I didn't know if that was just something that went over my head. No, it no, it's just nonsense. Oh, good, Maurice. It hasn't been flushed in 10 years. Oh, <laughs> it's just, oh, that's disgusting. It's just chum water. But uh, so, yeah, they head off to the party. They see the ghost of Declan hitchhiking, because sure, why not? Uh, also, their car is covered in bows to make it festive and hide the rust spots and be a plot device later. And it's like a 1998 Chevy Cavalier. <laughs> right. As they drive, they discuss the party where, uh, they, you know, Cliff is a little nervous. He's like, well, we haven't talked to the girls in like five months. Are you sure they want us to come? And he goes, dude, it says all sinners welcome. That's us, dude. We're sinners. And then and Cliff is worried that, you know, Susan won't even remember him and won't and won't. Uh, Susan won't even remember him when he shows up to the party since they haven't talked in months. But Jody assures him that she remembers stiff Cliff. I was like, oh, God, this dialogue is so bad. And then Cliff gets really concerned over whether or not he can take a dump at the party. (laughs) Dude, read the text. It turns into dude, where's my car? On that car ride. But but right before that, we 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 cut to uh, we smash cut to Susan and Samantha because they're talking about what sluts Susan and Samantha were, and then we smash cut to them being baptized and becoming Christians, promising to save themselves for marriage and renouncing their quote unquote wicked dumpster slut ways. <laughs> 
he the the priest, which is named Father Bottoms. So this is the fucking naming convention in this movie. He baptizes them with spring water that looks like diarrhea, which we'll find we'll out find later. Out. But yeah, this is the two girls one cup scene I was referring to where they're smearing it all over their mouths and it's clearly poop. And doing selfies and hashtag Adam and Eve, not Steve. No, it was uh, God's okay. girl. Yeah, the the hashtags were wait, I wrote them all down. Where are they? Yeah. Okay, so they're taking these selfies. It was hashtag blessed, hashtag saved, hashtag God girl, hashtag Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, it's so bad. But while this is happening, we meet Hannah, who has The Shining, because of course she does, because um, she's the spooky goth girl, so she knows the plot. She also doesn't understand how to dress. No, not at all. I don't think that, anyone in this movie did, though. Talk about mm-hmm. mixing patterns to be edgy. <laughs> what, you didn't like her weird nightmare elf look? No. No. But like they keep calling her a witch, saying she's a witch. The whole and she's she's holding a fucking like lawn and leaf bag, and she's like, "I have a name. It's Hannah." <laughs> and he's like, "Whatever, witch. If you don't clean yeah. up, I'll tell your parents." Yeah, I know the witch. That's her name. Oh, it's so dumb. But so yeah, now we go back to to Cliff and Jody in the car, and this is where you're talking about like him going like, "What's the bathroom situation?" Like, dude, I got IBS. And I love how he goes on to read the text. And of course it talks about the bathroom situation. Because why wouldn't any good party invitation tell you about the bathrooms? Because uh, he reads on, he goes, all sinners welcome. A campsite deep in the woods. The bathrooms are in working order. So eat, drink, and be merry without wordy or worry. The party starts at 5 p.m. and goes straight through till Christmas morning. Please don't forget your ugly sweater. I was like, that's really fucking specific to include the bathroom. Mike, but what about your bathroom at your house? We're having a party. You're having a party soon. Oh, no, it's not going to be ready. You guys are going to have to shut out the window. Okay. <laughs> Is it the- <laughs> well, I'm going to have IBS that day. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just going to tie you up in the back and hose you off. <laughs> it's going to be. A- this is the first year with real, real fun party games. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but. So, like, he's, you know, uh, freaking Cliff freaks out because of the freaking um, ugly sweater comment in there. He's like, it's an ugly sweater party. You didn't tell me anything about that. We're going to look fucking stupid. You know, so he's he's just free. They're like freaking out on the side of the road. Like they pull over. They're yelling about it. Jody's like, well, it was a long text, dude. I didn't read all of it. <laughs> like, wait, what? You're going to a party and you didn't even read the whole thing. He was also dressed like a garbage can pink panther. Yeah, he really was. It was like a pink velour tracksuit with a wife beater underneath. Yep. Oh, so bad. It gets turned into an ugly sweater. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's dumb as fuck. But as they're standing there, suddenly we see Detective Brolin walking out of the woods looking like a crazed hobo. He asks them for change and they tell him they only have credit cards. He calls them yuppies and cunt giblets. Cunt I've been, I've been called that before. A yuppie? <laughs> or a cunt giblet. <laughs> cunt giblet. I I literally paused the movie because I like it it hurt my head to imagine what that was, and then I got really grossed out. <laughs> it's like that is just awful. 
But he walks away and we see him carrying Declan's ugly Christmas sweater wrapped in rosary beads and chained up to his bag. Of course, these guys are just like, hey, let's take the stinky hobo sweater. And all of a sudden, Cliff is like, I'm going to take it from him. I'm going to take it from him. And then he like starts beating the shit out of him. Right. And he picks up a rock because Jody's there. He's like, yeah, man, you tell him. And then Cliff picks up the rock and like hits him real fucking hard in the head. And Jody's like, oh, oh. Uh, oh, shit. Well, yeah, because first he, uh, Jody offers uh, Brolin some money for it. And he's like, why do you want the sweater? And then Cliff starts hearing Declan in his head going, he won't give up the sweater. You'll have to take it from him. And, you know, Cliff starts seeing himself in the sweater and agrees that he has to take it. And then Brody tells or uh, Brolin tells Jody, I'll quiet the voice inside your mind and begins choking out Jody and yelling, my sins gave it life, but I shan't let the sweater infest your soul. This is my penance. And then Cliff grabs a rock and beats him in the skull with it. <laughs> As Declan whispers in his mind, Christmas will be ours. And, you know, Jody's totally cool with the fact that his friend just bashed in some homeless guy's face um, and takes the sweater anyway. Like, sure, why not? But then they do address the elephant in the room in the car. So uh, you think that guy's all right? (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, whatever. But yeah, then Jody realizes that he still needs an ugly sweater. Cut to the two of them in the woods with Cliff drawing on Jody's T-shirt. And (laughs) Jody makes a comment because Cliff is kneeling down right in front of him, drawing on his chest. And he goes, dude, if anyone sees us like this, they're going to think you're chugging my dick. Like, just every second, there's some kind of naughty joke. It's ridiculous. But he draws an ugly man sweating on his T-shirt. And then he looks down and sees that the guy has a boner and is coming. He's like, why has he got a boner? Why is he coming? Which, that part did make me laugh, just his reaction of why does he have a boner? (laughs) I was like, okay, all right, I'll give you that. That made me laugh. Um, suddenly Cliff gets visions of what uh, Declan did on Christmas and we see a POV shot of Santa being murdered with a chainsaw. (laughs) Cut back to Brolin waking up and he sees that the sweater is gone and freaks out, but notices Christmas bows in the road and follows them like breadcrumbs. So So now he's like fucking Goldilocks. Right, but he's not walking, he's crawling. He's, He's like army crawling in the dirt. But also... How long have they been dropping bows for off this car? How many bows were on the car? Like, because they said they had to tra- travel like five hours. Yeah. So, cause, yeah. Because at the beginning, do you want the first leg or the second leg? Mm-hmm. So it's like, how many bows were, were they continually reapplying bows as they flew off? Is there no wind where they are? <laughs> it's just absolutely ridiculous. But as he he continues to crawl, he's like putting them on his head, which cracked me up. Um, <laughs> to cover the gas right <laughs> maybe that's it that he had no band-aid so he bandaged his head with Christmas bows oh lord so Cliff and Jody make their way to the party and see absolutely no activity and think you know maybe they're in the wrong place suddenly a weirdo in shorty shorts and a cowboy hat carrying an axe comes up to them yelling intruders spies scoundrels And then we cut away like that's totally normal. And we see Brolin still crawling in the road with bows on his head. Like, why was that there? (laughs) Why did we cut away? They needed to make it at least an hour and 21 minutes. But it's like the whole time, like, okay, so we just saw Brolin 
finding the bows and crawling forward. So we, we like literally like 30 seconds prior, we saw him doing this. Then we see this scene at the camp and then we smash cut back to Brolin army crawling for like three seconds. And then we cut right back to Jody and Cliff. Like what was the point of that edit? <laughs> it was so bad. Also an hour and 21 minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Also, I thought that Mr. Mandix and the priest were the same person for a minute. <laughs> no, well, Mandix because, likes Father Bottoms for a different reason. Because when he was like, oh, Samantha and Susan invited us, he was like, and who are you? I'm their father. Like, thinking like a priest is like, you oh, know, I Father gotcha. Bottoms. I was like, wait, is that the same? Wait, ooh. Yep. Well, yeah, this is where we... we they get the introductions that the weirdo turns out to be the father of Susan and Samantha. And Jody goes, so where are the finger twins? And, and the goes, dad yes. That's what he goes, what'd you call them? I'm their father. He goes, finger twins. Always thinking very smart. Those two. Yep. And this is where we find out that his name is Mr. Mandix. Cause Mandix, of course. Hmm. So he comments on Cliff's ugly sweater, and then he's, he's, uh, Cliff sees another vision, or another Declan vision, this time where he's murdering the kid with the chainsaw, the smiling child that liked to be murdered with the chainsaw, and then hanging wreaths with human heads in them. Then back to the group talking, when suddenly Felissa Rose walks up saying, Honey, I found the buns, but not the weenies. <laughs> and then she like, she's got a bag, a bag of rolls, of weenie mm -hmm. rolls, she walks up to the guys and she's like rubbing, like pretending to rub her vag with a bag of hot dog rolls. Yep. She's like, oh, hi, boys. And just starts rubbing her crotch. It's like, what, what the? What, okay, why not? <laughs> just why not at this point? She then hugs Cliff, who gets a boner. He apologizes and Mr. Mandix tells him, that's quite all right. That's that's what this camp is all about. Jesus will take the urges right out of you. <laughs> I, uh, and this is where we realize it's a Bible camp. And of course it's a Bible camp. Because every time we see one of these stupid fucking movies, it's some kind of Bible camp. Yep. Oh, Lord. So we see Hannah cleaning up and she sees Cliff in the sweater and has a bunch of visions of ghostly Declan, dead people, and Cliff holding a chainsaw. which. Cliff never gets a chainsaw in the movie. He, like, mm, we saw Declan right. with it. So I'm like, so was that a cut scene? They thought <laughs> it made it too long. It was yeah. too long with that scene. But Mrs. Mandix keeps hugging and rubbing Cliff while he has more chainsaw visions until finally Jody breaks it up and asks Mrs. Mandix about her daughters. And she gets pissed. She's like, what do you want to know about them for? Like, <laughs> She wants the men to herself, apparently. So Susan and Samantha come running up, excited that Jody and Cliff came to the party. And they're like, so what were your names? And the guys look confused and they're like, uh, well, what do, you, what do you mean? They're like, well, there's just so many guys that we slept with. We're terrible with names. <laughs> it's like, okay. And then they tell them that they're born again virgins. And Jody goes, oh, sweet. You got your vagus tightened? I was dying at that. I really was. Like, but what the fuck? Like, it's it's so weird. Oh, my God. So they explain how they devoted their lives to Christ, so no more sinful ways. 
they find out that uh, they find out who the guys are. And Susan explains, oh, that puts the mystery to rest. I had a guy in my phone named Cliff, but I think I put the wrong number in because I was super drunk. So Cliff looks in to like see the number and it says bad at fucking in a note under his name. And he's just like, oh, so the, the girls explain that all of all the guys they texted, Jody and Cliff were the first to show. And they text a lot of guys. A lot of guys. <laughs> they then ask if they want to get baptized after the party. And Cliff looks like a crazy person at the camera. as Susan's voice goes all slow-mo. Goes, get baptized after the party. <laughs> and then it <laughs> fades out. I'm like, what was, what was that? Why? It's, oh, there were so many moments where I have in my notes. Why? Why did that happen? But... <laughs> We see Jody and Cliff walking in the woods. Jody finally finishes reading the text and sees that it, it see that it's clearly inviting people to come and be reborn and not actually a sex party. So it was five months and a five hour car ride where he was repeatedly asked to check the text. And he just now finished reading the text. Yep. <laughs> We see that Cliff is now fully being controlled by Declan and tells Jody that he's not leaving. He tells Jody that the twins were putting on an act for their parents and that they're really still down to fuck. So <laughs> Jody is confused as to why they're walking away. And Cliff goes, I'm going back to the car to get rubbers. We'll need them for our penises. <laughs> and like the way he says that, I'm like, I know he's supposed to be possessed, but Jesus Christ. So Jody gets ridiculously excited about this. And he's like, we're about to get laid at a Bible camp, dude. That's so fucked up. And then he goes, I'm going to go secure a cabin for mom and dad so we can fuck their children. This is going to be the best Christmas ever. What? Yep. Like, uh, I, some, I don't know. Somebody wrote that line. Someone I, I, actually. I, go for I, it. Was zone, I started to zone out after this because I had no idea what was going on. Oh, dude, it's so bad. Like, so, oh, good. Why was he calling them mom and dad? I, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I'd like the line of, I'm going to go secure a cabin for mom and dad so we can fuck their children. This will be the best Christmas ever. Like, I, I was in awe. I'm like, wow, that, that made it into the final edit. Okay. Um, <laughs> But after Jody leaves, some random dude comes walking up. And he's like, hey, you're here for the ugly sweater party too, huh? Some skank named Susan invited me. And then Cliff, while, you know, possessed by Declan, yells, don't call her a skank, and rips the guy's dick off and forces it down his throat. Declan then forces Cliff to get on his knees and drink dick blood. Because, of course, of course that would happen. Like, why Why not? Why? I mean, it's like in sense. it's like in Hellraiser. He's got to have blood to nourish him back to life. Right. To become right. Sputterface. He's He's got to be baptized in dick blood. Sure. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> so fucking bad. But we now get a little montage where Jody goes back to the camp and joins in on a conga line, then has some food and meets the other partygoers. Mandix throws a, an axe in the lake. Gee, I wonder if that's going to come back. Like. Nope. It was so bad. Like, hey, this axe I'm holding, whoop, look where it went. It's over there. Don't forget. So <laughs> dumb. But we meet Roberto, a big muscle-bound dude who just got out of prison for beating up his girlfriend. Also, Mr. Mandix clearly wants to fuck him. 
Um, Alan, the camp cook, who used to be addicted to European pornography, whatever the fuck that means, and likes oh. to, get, to get his hands in the food. He's like, how are those cinnamon rolls? And he's like, they're all sticky. I'm like, oh, come on. He's like, you want some guac? And he's putting his hands all in. He's like, no, I like my chips dry. But uh, we meet Father Bottoms, who tells Jody that he has long hair like a woman and he doesn't like it. (laughs) That that did make me laugh because he goes, it's like, and this here is Father Bottoms. He goes, you have long hair like a woman, son. I don't like it. (laughs) I'm going to pray on it. (laughs) I was like, what? That makes no sense. Doesn't he? He then Jody's like, well, what if I shave everything but my sideburns? And he's like, shave your head and grow a beard. Yeah, exactly. Just tells him grow a beard. But uh, it, it's yeah, it's awful. But um, yeah, Mrs. Mandix goes off looking for Cliff because she wants to fuck him and ends up getting a warning from Hannah, who tells her that he's dangerous and to stay away. But no one believes Hannah because she's a witch. Meanwhile, Cliff is this is... when she tells her to go clean the bathroom? Yeah, she's like, I'll yeah. call your parents. Go clean the bathroom. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cliff is sucking dick blood. Um, and the sweater, the, the sweater grows a glove because sure, why not? It, 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 it's alive. Um, and Declan tells him two more, then we're complete. We also meet Sean and his wife, Sean. So it's S-H-A-W-N and his wife, S-E-A-N. Um, now Sean isn't gay or anything, but he's, he's uncomfortable with female genitalia lips, but he knows that God gave him an Audi to put in her innie. They're on their honeymoon and they're there for counseling. I wish that she could just get pregnant from a nice kiss. (laughs) It's so bad. Do you know, did you ever watch the, it started on, um, CBS, but then it moved to like the CW Supergirl. Oh yeah. I saw a little bit of it. Uh, he was Cal L on that series. Oh, okay. Now I did not recognize him. I was too busy being like, "What? Why? Why is this? Why is this a thing?" I was like, "How did you? How did you go from Supergirl to this?" <laughs> but we we also uh, see Mister Mandix getting a call from Ernie, the previous groundkeeper, groundskeeper, who apparently. Uh, <laughs> was apparently fired because he brought satanic music to the camp and was banned, but really wants to come back to the party. And when he Er says satanic music, he means if you bought a Norwegian black metal band on Wish and it was called Grey Metal. It's a Mm. grey metal band. And and their name is Sprinkler Head. It's fucking awful. But Ernie begs Mandix uh, to, to basically saying, like, you know, the music infected my mind. I didn't know it was evil until it was too late. I, I, you know, I want Father Bottoms to baptize me and then I can come back. And Mandix tells him to sign up to become a camp member and then they'll help him out. But Ernie can't afford it. So he's shit out of luck. We now get a bizarre scene of Ernie seeing visions of the metal band talking to him, convincing him to build something to get revenge. Because, sure, movie's got a movie. So why not? Ernie has a crucified skeleton and a vat of holy water for reasons we never find out. They're just there. Um, You know, he gets to work building something. You know, he's going to build the giant MacGuffin device. Um, Back at the camp, Mr. Mandix gets everyone excited to play games like the Mandix Mambo, whatever that is. Oh, my God. Cut to Cliff finding the axe in the water. I was like, that didn't take long. And Declan convinces him to kill more. Back at the camp, we see the Mandix Mambo, which is just fucking bizarre. 
And Jody looks annoyed as he watches. Hannah tries to signal him with a mirror, like just kind of reflecting the sun. Oh my gosh. And he's like, damn light. And he picks up his chair and moves. Yeah, so he can go take a nap. And then Cliff comes up behind him with the axe, ready to kill him. The partygoers freak the fuck out. Hannah pleads with Cliff, telling him to fight, fight the evil trying to take him over. Cliff begs Jody not to kill him. Then we smash cut to Jody coming back from his walk earlier and seeing the campers partying. He scratches his head going, wait, what about the Mandix Mambo? And wasn't Cliff trying to kill me? Then Hannah tries to signal him by shining a flashlight in his eyes, which he ignores and puts on sunglasses. She then then she goes to pick up a pine cone and decides to pick up a rock. Yes, and hits him with it. But this is, okay, one moment that genuinely made me laugh at the comedy. Me too. Because he looks over and she's literally two feet away from him. And she's like, just follow me. (laughs) You scamper off. I was like, okay, the fact that she was that close did make me laugh. Because she could have just reached out and grabbed him at that point. We get another Ernie building montage with a metal music video for reasons. And then back to the camp with a convenient screen wipe. Because of course this flick had to add add screen wipes. It wouldn't be a bad movie without some screen wipes. (laughs) So Hannah tells Jody that Cliff is being possessed by an evil sweater. Which he believes without question. Like he's like, oh, that explains a lot. Really does it? Does it explain anything? Sure it does. I was like, well, why would you believe that instantly? Well, maybe he only drinks dick blood on Friday nights when it's a full moon. Oh, gotcha. Not on Christmas Eve. That's not a Christmas Eve thing. Gotcha. He also looks like he would have been like a mighty Morphin Power Ranger. Cliff, not Jody. (laughs) Jody looks like he would have been like one of the bumbling morons that watched the fights happen. Jody looks like that guy in the meme that's like, this is Jesus's brother. He turned beer or he turned water into like OV splits or something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But like, he's just, he's not, he's not faced by the fact that his friend is possessed by an evil sweater. Um, Hannah explains that the, uh, cause he goes, basically Jody's like, well, what happened though? Like, I thought that, you know, there was, you know, we, we, or I thought that, that, uh, I forget how he worded it, but it was something like, how, why did we go back? Like, I thought there was the Mandix Mambo and, and Cliff tried to kill me. And Hannah just explains that the evil is manipulating time, but it's not a time loop. It's not Groundhog Day. Uh, he's just using time to make the others forget and then cut the tracks. Move time forward. Right. So, uh, whatever. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, I don't care. Um, it it doesn't work on Jody and her because she's psychic and Jody has a bond with Cliff. In other words, we're just making shit up for the plot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, maybe, maybe they had a drunken night and that's why at the beginning he was like, unless they have a dick, am I right? (laughs) But but it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like what the fuck? Maybe that's the connection. They swap dick blood. Ew. I don't know. That's fucking foul. I'm going to spin at fucking straws with this one. (laughs) But Hannah thinks the only way to stop the evil, uh, stop the evil is to get, is to kill Cliff. And she says that she needs Jody to distract him. During this entire conversation, she's sharpening yardsticks into stakes. 
back at Ernie's garage, we see he's finally completed what he was building, which is a weird sci-fi gun. And he yells, let's go to camp. Sure. Okay. Dude's got a laser gun. Why not? Pew, pew. Back to Hannah, we get the uh, the conversation where she's explaining why she's there. That her parents thought she's a witch, so she has to get her soul saved at Camp Mandix. Otherwise, they won't pay for her to go to college. <laughs> Joe, like, yeah, she right. wants to go to college. Exactly. <laughs> Jody tells her that uh, that that the evil is all all in Cliff's sweater, and that they just need to get the sweater off of him and not actually kill him. Hannah tells him, okay, but if he resists, he dies. And Jody's like, okay. Like, all right, really, dude? You're just like, hey, if we can't get the sweater off my friend, go ahead and kill him. Which doesn't make sense because he doesn't strike me as the type of person that could afford an apartment by himself. Very true. That is very true. (laughs) That is a horrible economic decision. (laughs) (laughs) That is 100% true. But back to the campers partying at night, Hannah and Jody watch through the window looking for anything suspicious. Suddenly, Hannah is like an expert on the evil and tells Jody that the evil overextended its powers when it tried to kill uh, Jody in front of everybody. But it won't make that mistake again. This time, the evil will separate everyone and pick them off one by one because she read the script. So, of course, she knows that's what's going to happen. And she goes, and the sweater needs blood to fuel its evil transformation. And Jody goes, what's it transforming into a blouse? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that Jody goes, we don't know and we don't want to find out. I'm like, how does she know? How does she know any of this? I hate it. Well, if you watch the bloopers at the beginning of the credits, she's the only one that isn't like, <laughs> true, true. Oh, and I did forget to mention something earlier. When we first meet Hannah, she has a vision of Father Bottoms dead in the in the baptismal waters. Um. <laughs> So she suddenly remembers Father Bottoms and she sees that he's not at the party and they're like, oh, no, he's at the springs. We need to go and save him. (laughs) In the cabin, we get this really awkward moment where Mr. Mandix is riding piggyback on Roberto, talking about how he's riding Roberto the reindeer and delivering packages for Jesus. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Mrs. Mandix gets pissed, saying she can't take any more of this. Roberto, 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 it's embarrassing. And she rushes off. Mr. Mandix is like, meh, she'll get over it and continues partying with Roberto. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. That's exactly what it felt like. Yeah. Cliff finds Mrs. Mandix drinking in the bathroom and says, can I have some? And she's like, oh, sure. He goes, I'll trade you for some of this and whips his dick out. Miss Mandix is like, oh, I know a place we can go. And the two scamper off. (laughs) hannah of course realizes that the uh or i'm sorry uh meanwhile hannah and jody find father bottoms face down in the water and think he's dead but then he jumps up saying he was looking for his wallet that he must have dropped it while he was giving the baptism earlier so instead of like looking down into the water he's got his face under the water and is like just like yeah sure that's how you look for something underwater why not and then wouldn't you notice that it was poo water You'd think, you'd think, and in considering it was only like a foot deep, you think you would just kind of fish around with your hand instead of sticking your face in there. Bobbing. Yeah, bobbing for wallets. Yep. But, um, so Hannah, or. He wasn't bobbing for brains, I'll tell you that much. Very true. (laughs) He was bobbing for a better fucking script. Um, (laughs) 
Didn't find it. No, no, he did not. Hannah, of course, realizes that the evil gave her a false vision to lure them away from camp because, you know, of course she knows. She knows everything about this movie. So they rush back, leaving Father Bottoms to search for his wallet. Oh, and just in case you forgot about Brolin, we cut to him snoring face down in the dirt on the road to the campsite, just so you know he's still alive and around. Well, he had to take a nap. He was very tired. From all that crawling. Yes. <laughs> oh, and he's going to have some brush burns on his knees and arms. Oh, indeed. So back at the camp, we see Mrs. Mandix and Cliff getting ready to screw around. And it's awkward as fucking hell. Like, I was cringing through this entire scene. Because he's making comments about stuffing her stocking. And she's like, oh, rub your nipples for mommy. Well, like, and then he stands up and he's like rubbing the the snowflakes that are over the nipples on top of the sweater. He even licks a finger. It's so gross. Oh, I was embarrassed it, for them. Like I was, I literally like recoiled from my screen. I was like, ah, this is so fucking awkward. I don't like it. <laughs> like it's painful. But Cliff struggles against the sweater trying to take it off because he wants to get laid. But the sweater wants him to kill Mrs. Mandix. And he's like, no, no, I'm not going to hurt her. We're about to and get intimate. And she's like, you can hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no, no, baby, you can hurt me. And he's like, I can't, I can't take it off. She goes, oh, here, let me help. She runs over and pulls it. They yank the sweater up, revealing sores and pus all over his body. Mrs. Mandix screams. We cut back to the party goers and Samantha asks dad where mom is. And he's like, oh, <laughs> in comes Hannah and Jody asking where the, the scream came from. And then forget Alan goes, what did you do, witch? And she just punches him in the fucking jaw. <laughs> Which that was kind of great. <laughs> but possessed Cliff then murders Mrs. Mandix with evil sweater tentacles and sucks her blood. The group gathers outside and discuss what they should do with Cliff, and then he just suddenly runs up, begging Jody to kill him. He shows him that the sweater is taking him over by showing that he's grown gloves <laughs> and saying, I only need <laughs> one more victim. Jo it kind The gloves kind of look like Sam from Trick or Treat. Yeah, they like look very like burlap. Burlappy, yeah. Which, yeah. Um, again, the Baja penis tentacles... Right. That's I mean, it's it, it's just so fucking weird, though. But Jody refuses to kill him, saying we could take the sweater off. But Hannah pushes him aside, saying I can do it. And she fires a sharpened yardstick out of the crossbow. The shot misses Cliff and impales Alan, who goes, which and falls over dead. And then Hannah goes, it didn't fly straight. All shocked. And Jody goes, no shit. It's a fucking yardstick. Again, <laughs> that line made me laugh. <laughs> Suddenly, time jumps again, and it's Christmas morning, only no one remembers what happened yet again. Jody and Hannah meet up. We see Camp Mandix is now competing against Cap Camp Sacamalfa. Sacamalfa. What was her name? Sister Nipples? Sister Nip. Sister Nips. Sister Nips. Yeah, so Camp Mandix versus Camp Sacamalfa. Because sure, mm -hmm. time loops and dick jokes. That's what we got in this movie. I have a question. Um, go for it. How fucking far away does Ernie live now that he still isn't at the fucking camp? Well, you know, I wondered that too. And then I was like, does he keep getting pushed back when time loops? Is he going to run out of gas? But it's <laughs> not a time loop. 
Well, oh, that's true. It's pushing forward, but keep in mind, everyone is, like, being moved on the chessboard. So, like, because they were standing, so, like, all the people were standing in the field at night, and suddenly it's daytime, and now they're playing volleyball. So, like, if Ernie was driving, like, let's say he was on the thruway, did he then suddenly pull out of his driveway when it was the next day? Like, you know, things are being moved Mm. around. I think that it only affects the people in the, I think it has, like, a radius. I think you're putting too much thought into it. I think you both are right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's continue. (laughs) Um, But we get this really weird homoerotic arm wrestling scene with Roberto and some other muscle-bound dude. And, uh, you know, Mr. Mandix is rubbing on Roberto's arms. Biceps. He's like, look, look, he's big, strong, beefy biceps. He's like, look at these pecs. And he's like, caressed, like massaging the other guy's chest. And well, that was the other counselor, the, the, camp yes, counselor, the, other, the counselor. other one. So yeah. So Mandix is rubbing Roberto and this other dude, I can't remember his name is rubbing his muscle bound guy. And they're just like, Jesus is in them. Oh, look at this. Jesus is in them. I'm like, what the and, fuck, man? And then the camera goes to like a side shot and it looks like they're fucking them. Yeah. And then the why one, not? And the one dude goes, aren't we going to arm wrestle? <laughs> and then it just cuts away. We insert a random scene of Ernie driving to camp while the metal band plays. Cause yeah, metal music video in the middle of this. And that really was like a two minute music video. Yeah. It was just like, sure. Why not? Brolin wakes up and sees the devil statue from the beginning. Now on the side of the road, wearing Christmas bows. And he goes, fuck you, Declan. I'll see you in hell. And continues crawling toward the camp. Um, there's this weird conversation where Jody finds out that the twins have herpes he then asks if he has herpes and Hannah goes, well, yeah, you had unprotected butt sex with her. And he freaks out going, use your witch powers to cure me. I can't have herpes. I need to have a clean dick. <laughs> she hands him the crossbow and says, kill Cliff and I'll cure your herpes. And he's like, okay. So it's like my friend's life is not worth more than a clean dick. Yep. Oh, Lord. So Ernie finally arrives at the camp with his weird laser gun and begins shooting the campers while metal metal music plays. Because, sure, at this point, why not? It's all up for game or all up for grabs. Um, Jody accidentally kills Sister Nips with the crossbow because he goes to shoot at Ernie and it fires and hits her because, you know, he was shooting yardsticks. Or no, I'm I'm sorry, a camp flag. That's that's what they turned. uh, The next arrow was a camp flag that she had sharpened. Um, Ernie murders the fuck out, the, the fuck out of all the campers while Declan watches freaking out because he's taking all of his victims. Ernie almost shoots Mandix, but Mandix uses father bottoms as a human shield and runs away. He says, no fair. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly Brolin arrives and Ernie shoots him in the bow on his head, which somehow electrocutes him and causes his dick to catch fire. (laughs) And this is where the metal band suddenly have sprinklers pop out of their head for no fucking reason and shoot blood everywhere. And this is where I was like, okay, I can accept the laser gun. I can accept the time loops. Why does this bizarre metal band have sprinklers shooting out of their fucking heads? Like, I was mad in my notes here. Art fuck. Well, yeah, and then we find out later. Like I said, after the credits, I was like, oh, it's an end joke. Dumb. Okay, whatever. Um... So Ernie starts shooting his gun into the air. Cliff runs up behind him and clonks him in the back of the head. 
uh, clogs him in the back of the head with a shovel and then stabs him with it, killing him while Mr. Mandix and the girl celebrate. Cliff licks the blood from the shovel. Declan merges with him and Cliff becomes Sweater Face. <laughs> sweater Face. Yeah, or this is right. Scarecrow. Right. This is where I was officially done. Mm-hmm. The my my exact note following the word sweater face was fuck my life. <laughs> um <laughs> so I was like, this is what I'm spending my spare time watching. Um sweater face uses his sweater tentacles to wrap up Susan and Samantha, uh, and Mr. Mandix, and tells them that to live they must join him. Reject reject Christ and worship Satan. And they're like, Yeah, sure, I'm cool with that. And immediately <laughs> join his side. He turns to face the metal band who are now actually there, but they're in their like in their playing space. How is they're he ghosts. seeing them? But but yeah, but they're not at the camp. They're still in the garage that Ernie was building shit in because the crucified skeleton is behind them. But somehow Sweaterface is talking directly to them. I whatever. But he's like, Get out he goes, of here. yeah, he goes, you got to leave. No pussies allowed. And then they just shrug and walk away. <laughs> so Hannah and Jody see Cliff is tur- has turned into sweater face. And Hannah suggests using the laser gun against him. <laughs> this is where I have the note. God, how is there still 12 minutes left of this bullshit? Um, so we get the scene of Hannah and Jody standing at the baptismal waters where the laser gun landed. And Jody doesn't want to go in to get the gun. It, keep in mind, it's, it's like two feet of water, if even that. Um, and she, he's like, use your psychic powers to make sure there's nothing weird in there. Oh. She uses her psychic powers, and we see Alan taking a giant diarrhea dump into the water. And she's like, yeah, no, it's fine. Get Go in there. Are you, really? Really? Are you lying? Nope, nope, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Why are you taking your clothes off? I don't want to get this shit wet. <laughs> right. And- and it- Oh I was God. expecting him. So the next time we see him, he's walking, he's tiptoeing into the water. And for a second, you think he's wearing a thong. No, he just has a gigantic wedgie on his right cheek. Right. I was like, why did he have half of his underwear stuffed in his crack? I don't get it. It made it realistic. I don't know. Oh, if I had that much underwear stuffed up my crack, I would not be okay with it. But. <laughs> But he was wearing like, like manties, man panties. Yes, he absolutely was. And ladies get wedgies like that sometimes. <laughs> but that's got pick it out. It's got to be uncomfortable. Well, yeah, but he was on a mission. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to get the gun. Meanwhile, sweater face leaks tentacle blood jizz all over Susan and Samantha, baptizing them. Um, and then he makes them <laughs> kill and eat their dad. But dad's like, where's mine? And he's like, because dad's like, uh, uh. Right? <laughs> and then he goes, so he goes, baptism requires sacrifice. And then they jump on him and start eating him. And he, as he's dying, he either remembers or imagines, I'm not sure which, uh, himself crawling into the shower with Roberto, because why not? And he looks at the camera, raises his eyebrows like fucking Daffy Duck, and then closes the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> back back to Hannah and Jody. The gun isn't working because it's wet, so they gotta let it dry out. And I love how Hannah's like, it should only be a few minutes. Why? Because there's only a few minutes left in the movie? And and you read mm-hmm. the script? Like that's that's how you know? 
<laughs> like, how would you know that? It's that a fucking improv. laser gun. It was improv, definitely. Oh, it's so fucking bad. But the Mandix girls are basically now deadites who go hunting for uh, for Jody and Hannah. Samantha grabs Jody and teleports because, yeah, okay. Um, and Hannah stabs Susan in the belly, who laughs, sprays blood on her. Sweaterface tells Samantha to crush Jody's skull and he wa- that he wants to watch. Jody pleads with Cliff, trying to get him to remember. Suddenly, Susan teleports Hannah as well. <laughs> and ju- just in time for the, the laser gun to finish drying out so Jody can fight back. Jody shoots Samantha in the foot and then in the face, saying, Take my load, you demon skank! And then shoots, <laughs> shoots Susan. Jody tries to kill the, uh, Jody kills the girls and then tries to kill Sweaterface, but Sweaterface grabs Hannah. Jody shoots him multiple times. It has no effect. Sweaterface then starts farting out some weird gas from his tentacles into Hannah's face. And Hannah uses her shining to hear Brolin's last words, which are his balls. And sees Brolin squeezing and twisting Declan's junk from the beginning of the movie. So she tells Jody to shoot sweater face in the balls because that's his weak spot. That's his Achilles nutsack. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's most guys Achilles heel. That is true. That is very true. But Jody rolls on the ground like barrel roll. <laughs> he just fucking rolls. And then shoots sweater face in the balls over and over and over until Cliff is pooped out of one of the tentacles covered in jizz. The sweater falls to the ground. Ghost Declan screams fuck and disappears. And then fucking Jody goes, we won and shoots the laser gun in the air. Like he man holding up the power sword. Well, it because sweater face also kind of looked like Skeletor in the masters of the universe movie. You know, that's not very inaccurate, but Jesus Christ, I'm sad that that comparison even happened. Um, <laughs> so now we get the herpes conversation where Jody runs up to, to Hannah. He's like, all right, I, I stopped him. Secure my herpes. And she's like, you're fine. And he's like, that's it. I don't got to drink a potion or nothing. And she goes, you never had herpes. And he goes, why'd you tell me I had herpes? And she or he goes, what do you mean? I slept with him. And she goes, yeah, they both got herpes from sleeping with the same teacher a month ago. You're fine. He's like, well, what'd you tell me I had herpes for? She goes, you were giving Samantha all your attention and I was jealous. She's like, oh, really? She's like, no, fucker, I was using you. <laughs> Which that, again, that made me laugh. But they look down and Cliff sees the sweater is gone. We then see a bloody yardstick on the ground. Cut to Alan, now very much alive with a pentagram in his chest, running through the street or through the uh, the road with his sweater half on going, it's fucking mine. And they go, oh, no. Fade to black. Sweater face yells, Merry Christmas. Credits with bloopers. The end. What the fuck? I'm never going to get that hour and 21 minutes back. That's right. And you know what the best part is? Under trivia, not a damn thing. There is not a single fucking thing available about this movie anywhere on the Internet that I could find. Because we're probably the only three people who have actually watched this movie. Other than the cast and crew. I don't think the cast and crew even watched it. Well, someone had to vote at five or something stars. You, you can vote without watching. True, mm, true. That's true. 
No, this this is one of those ones like I looked like because I was like, okay, IMDb doesn't have anything, but let's let's search the Internet and see if I can find anything. Everything I could find was just like so and so is in this movie. Like, you know, Sean Whalen is in this movie. Felissa Rose is in this movie. Okay, what is like anything about the making of this movie? You know, it was made in 2018. Okay, (laughs) it's a Christmas movie. Okay, is there any trivia? There was nothing. Yeah. So I couldn't even find how much the movie cost or uh, how long it took them to make this piece of shit. It's okay, though. And you know what? The Just Watch app told me that it was $1.99. Mm-hmm. When I went to Amazon, it said rent for two ninety nine. dollars I... for high def. Standard definition was $1.99. Mm-hmm. Oh, it only showed the two ninety nine option. So I, luckily, I had, like, credits... Same. I want my I want my two ninety nine credits back. Same. Yeah, because I'm like I technically watched this movie for free because I had rental credits, but I'm like I I'm still angry that I spent them on this. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, so I'm just gonna go out on limb and say that I'm guessing neither of you have any closing remarks. I just gave mine. I want my two ninety nine in, in Amazon <laughs> credits back. I want my two dollars. Don't don't even watch this if you're looking for something to laugh at because you won't. You yeah, won't, right. You'll, you'll you'll cry. Right. On if a, you want to laugh, just listen to this podcast about it. Out of anyone that I know who is listening to this podcast right now, I can safely say, "Oh, May, you will get a kick out of this." Uh, for all the wrong reasons, but you will get a kick out of this. Sam, I could see you enjoying this with a crowd. Everyone else, I'm just going to say, don't, don't, just don't do it. Don't hurt yourself. Like, it's the holiday. Show yourself some love. Don't watch this. Give yourself some grace. There's a lot better uh, Christmas horror out there. Uh, there's there's so much better. You know what? Watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 instead. At least that one has a naked Clint Howard. You know what? When I finished watching this today, I was like, damn it, I'd much rather would have seen a naked Clint Howard. Right? That's the same thing I thought. I was like, I'm kind of mad that this one won and Silent Night Deadly Night 4 didn't. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. But well, I have a feeling we're in for a rough one next week. Oh, I know. I haven't seen it yet. I'm like, I'm I'm a little scared. But uh at least we know one good thing going into it. We know David Howard Thornton is in it, and that dude is awesome. So at least we have one good actor. I am not saying one good actor can save a movie, because I like Sean Whalen and Felissa Rose, and <laughs> this movie is garbage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's 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 wrap this fucker up and, and call it a day. So our social media for anyone that's uh, not following us is the Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. We have no long we no longer have a Twitter or X or whatever the fuck they're calling it these days because fuck that place. Um, we do have a Patreon if you guys are interested. It's three dollars a month for all of our unedited episodes. The higher tiers get you stuff in the mail and birthday episodes, um, stuff like that, special episodes. Uh, the packages will by the time you hear this the packages should be in the mail on the way um so there's a a fun christmas gift for all of our patrons in there uh we are also part of the rad pantheon network uh so check out radpantheon.com and rad pantheon on all the socials for other podcasts just like this one as well as rad artists and musicians doing rad stuff uh for anyone that wants to watch our next movie before we cover it as maurice alluded to it's probably not going to be a good one uh, it's episode 204, The Mean One. So we're watching the Grinch horror movie. 
And oh boy, I'm 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 hoping I really am hoping we can end this month on a good note, but I'm not too convinced it'll happen. But at least we started with a good note. Both Violent Night and Bloody Bloody or Bloody uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas are both awesome. So Yes. <laughs> those are the only two I've seen this month. And I yeah. had to sit out Violent Night. Yeah, no, those honestly those were the only two I had watched prior to uh Prior to this this episode, so. guys, we're getting slim pickings. I feel like years in the like future Christmas months. Yeah, we're gonna end up watching Mrs. Claus at some point. You know, I I think next year we might have to expand beyond just the boundaries of Christmas horror and do like killer toy movies as well. You know, mm. have have like here's some Christmas horror movies, but we also have Child's Play three. You know, here's or we could always do Dolly Dearest again. Oh, fuck no, nope. Um, yeah, or we could do the the uh, the one that Child's Play was supposed to be inspired by Robert, Robert the Doll. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, that that movie is fucking awful. The movie uh, is awful, but the real story is spooky as hell. The real story is really creepy. I and that the 100% agree with you there, but the movie is hot garbage and somehow has like three sequels. (laughs) <laughs> but all right let's let's wrap this one up we've actually officially run longer than the uh the movie which you know understandably so because there was a lot to bitch about with this one but all right guys so as always this is mike saying goodbye bye go on an eyesore safari <laughs> ugly sweater party Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at The Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned. <laughs>